What's up, everyone out there? Welcome to the Remote Gaming Podcast, episode 22. The RGP is a podcast that comes to you from two random gamers on the internet that live halfway across the country, and just like you, we love video games. Join us each month as we discuss the hottest topics and takes in gaming, as well as a main topic to culminate in that great pastime we all love, video games. I'm one of those gamers and one of your hosts, Joseph King. Joining me all the way from his home in sunny Florida is the one and only Kevin Corkum. Kevin, how the hell are you? I'm doing really good. How are you? Long time ha. no talk. It has been a while. It has it been has. almost a month since we did our last podcast. And uh, with that, we're in we're in a new year. Kevin, 2020 is gone. Oh, thank God. Sayonara. <laughs> See you later. But <laughs> with that being said, we we're recording this podcast on January 12th and yes. 12 days in and 2021 is not looking much better. <laughs> uh some might say even more bleak <laughs> yeah you know if it, it you know when you when your country starts the year off with an insurrection you know you're in for a long 12 months yeah you're in for a doozy man you're in for for a doozy when uh the mass spread of misinformation has has reached a point to where people are storming the capitol building definitely a sad day for our democracy, um, a sad day for for the nation. One of those things that you know you, you don't get to witness history like that. I, I think, um, uh, you know, every day, maybe every every thirty forty years, and it's definitely one of those events where uh, it will be it will be remembered in the history books, and our kids will be learning about it. And uh, I, I think it's one of those times everyone will remember, kind of where they were and, and how they, they heard of it. But um, hopefully onwards and upwards from here, right? It can only yeah, go up. Yeah, Very, very eloquently put. Uh, all I'll say on the matter is, ah, that's so fucking stupid. Yeah, <laughs> that's, it that's, really is. That's my, my two cents on it. Um, but it is a new year. New year comes with new changes. Uh, as you may have heard at the beginning of this podcast, we have a new, I guess, what, jingle theme song? Yeah. Intro. As it were. Yeah, intro song is a uh, different. We also have a different uh, new outro song. This actually was in last our last podcast episode twenty one, uh, but we we kind of just wanted to go ahead and put it in there just to see how it fit, and we both really liked it. We hope you enjoyed it well as the listener, the the faithful few, as I like to yes. call our our listeners. <laughs> um, we hope we hope you enjoyed it. Um, with that being said, you may have noticed the intro itself was a little bit different and. With 2021, we are kind of changing the format. We discussed this at the end of the podcast. Uh, RGP is not going away uh, in any capacity. It's just changing. I think change can be good sometimes. Don't you, Kevin? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've done, you said, well, this is episode 21. Yeah. I mean, we've done 22. So we've done, we've done 21 of these bad boys and, and kind of feeling it out. And and we want to make sure that we're delivering the best content. And we also want to make sure that what you're getting here is different um, from other podcasts. So we want to always make sure that we are innovating and, and, and making things fresh, making things new so that, you know, well, you guys don't get bored, but also, like I said, we want to make sure that the content that we're bringing you is something unique. Um, and, and the fact that we are two gamers and we are, we're not in the industry, right? We're not X industry. We're not journalists. We're not any of these things. We're two gamers who love to game and, and that's what we do, right? That's our hobby. That's our passion. Um, and we want to make sure that this podcast reflects that. And I think our new changes, um, are going to, 
aid us in providing that type of content, if that makes sense. For sure, for sure, and 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 switching to a monthly format allows uh, it's twofold. Um, a, it gives us time um, in our social lives to uh, be able to live the crazy lives that me and Kevin live. Uh, Kevin's had a hell of a month with his job, yeah. and uh, I'm fixing to start taking classes. My daughter is not sleeping at night, so switching to a monthly format helps us out in our own personal lives and helps us not to feel rushed to bring a podcast. Also. I received some critique from one of the listeners uh, oh, that great. had uh, stated, you know, sometimes each week we're still playing the exact same games and yes. it, it's hard to, um, you know, okay, we're, we're, we're going to talk about that again when we already talked about that. Um, now, sometimes we're, we're playing like Kevin right now. I think he's going to talk about two games that are basically uh, games as a service and just yeah. kind of give an update with that. Uh, but we, it does allow us to fit more games into those schedules as, as time allows. Cause I'm playing completely different games uh, this month. And I think this new format will help us. Now, with that being said, you may here or there uh, get a podcast uh, with myself only, maybe Kevin himself only, maybe Kevin and someone else, maybe me and someone else where we, we want to be able to still deliver uh, quality content as we see fit. And if something breaks or something that we feel we want to get out there and put on the air for you as listeners, uh, we will do that in some format. It will all, this podcast will always have either myself or Kevin involved in some way. Uh, but each month you can rest assured that the podcast will be delivered to you with us culminating kind of how it's been for 21 episodes. Just, just yeah. change slightly. This is this is the flagship show, right? So that's kind of right. how I'm how I'm going to think of it, right? This is the flagship. This is the this is the show that that is our labor of love and and is, you know, Joseph and my kind of brainchild and and what we want to do, but if we start bringing other content like I've 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 thought about doing a one-off episode on um on Warzone. I've been playing a lot of it and I've got a lot of thoughts um and and I want to I kind of want to get them into like a nice succinct maybe you know, 20 to 25 minute um, um, format where I can just kind of rant, go off and, and talk about the state of the game and talk about everything that I'm that I'm feeling and what I'm seeing through. Right. But it, this is the flagship show is not going it, to it, well, it's going to change, but it's still it's going to be monthly and we're going to be constantly evolving and improving to make sure that our baby is uh, is the best it can be. Right. And I and I think um, obviously all of the, the listener feedback that we get is, is vital and, and we love to hear from you guys. Um, and we want to know because you're, look, you're the one listening to it in the car and, and as Joseph and I listen to it as well and we text each other and, you know, always, Hey, this is, this segment was great. or really like, you know, I thought this was very strong or whatever. We we're always trying to improve and we always want to create the best content, put the best stuff out there, um, that we are very proud of. And I think this is a really good step in making sure that that happens. Do you agree? A hundred and twenty-five percent. I don't know why one twenty-five just sound like a good rounded number. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it, it's it's going to be fun. Uh, Kevin, like you said, you know, he wants to talk about Warzone. I do plan on doing a future episode sometime in the next week. I have beaten Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Uh, yes. Kevin has not. So mm -hmm. uh, to to give my thoughts on that, I, I think we're going to do what we call RGP reviews, and it's where we come nice. in and we we discuss. Uh, 
you know, a game that we have played, beaten, and give our two cents on it. And it kind of allows us to talk about spoilers for those who have beaten the game um, to kind of, uh, or any game that we decide to put in those reviews, uh, to, to, to give that a listen if the other person on our podcast has not. And it allows us to kind of give our thoughts, which may differ from each other. And it just gives us a chance to give that out there. So be looking forward to uh, 2021 for the Remote Gaming Podcast. Some good things are coming. It is not going away. If anything, it's going to be better than ever. Uh, yes. Be sure to catch Kevin as he continues to stream on Twitch. Uh, he streams under the moniker of, what is it? It's Corkum K. It's my last name. So it's C-O-R-K-U-M-K, uh, twitch.tv backslash or slash backslash. I don't know. Corkum K. Um, I, I'm over there. I'm trying to stream at least once or twice a week. Um, I, I really want to get a, a, a constant schedule down. It's just uh, my schedule changes every week. I'm trying to get my bosses to nail down something so I can kind of um, get some sense of normalcy to my life. Um, I've been slowly upgrading my setup here. Like I've got a, a mic stand now, uh, for the podcast, which I've been wanting forever. Um, so I don't have to lean over as much. Uh, so I'm, I'm just slowly trying to make sure that, you know, everything that I'm, that I'm doing is, is, uh, trending in the right direction, uh, I guess I'd say. And, and we're, I'm going to try and get some more streams up on the remote gaming podcast, Twitch as well. Um, I just have to, I'm kind of in a holding pattern now. I want to save up some money to get a PC. Um, so that uh, I can really level up the streams. And when I do that, it'll be easier to have my OBS kind of split between the RG, uh, the RGP, um, uh, Twitch, excuse me. And, uh, and, and, and my Twitch channel. So it'll be easy to kind of go back and forth and do things. And I've got things planned that I want to do on that as well. I really want to do maybe some reviews or some walkthroughs or, or things of that nature on the remote gaming, um, channel. Um, I want that to be more of the place where I can discuss games and go through different things, maybe do a little gameplay, record a bit, throw it up on YouTube. A, a lot of lot of things in in the mix here. Um, so just uh, just throwing that out there. 2021 is going to be a really good year uh, for us, for the brand. So we're, we're very, very excited. And we said right before I got on, I was like, you know, man, I was like, I really missed this. I, I feel like it's been a minute. We took off a little bit for the holidays um, to marinate a little bit on all of the changes that we wanted to make and, and things. And, and Joseph came with some great ideas today. So we're, uh, we're excited about that. Yeah, uh, for sure. And, you know, in the conjunction of uh, Twitch, uh, we also have our YouTube channel uh, right now. If you go to uh, just look up remote gaming podcast, it should pop up. Uh, our logo should be front and center. And we have uh, a few clips up there. Kevin has some Apex uploaded. I have Valorant, and we did our PS5 uh, reveal live stream event. Uh, we will try to as live stream uh, as many things as we can this year, uh, like we breaking news. Uh, shows uh, E3 if it does and does not come back in some capacity. Uh, there will be something this summer that we'll try to live stream uh, reactions to. And also, I'm going to be, uh, once I get a PS5, I still have just have my lowly, uh, not lowly, excuse me, lonely oh. series <laughs> Series X. I love my Series X, but uh, really itching to play Demon Souls. And once that happens, I do plan on uploading a complete blind playthrough of Demon Souls on our oh, YouTube dude, channel. That'd be, so, that would be huge. That'd be so fun. So be sure to check us out. Remote gaming is growing as a brand. Um, but with that being said, it is only going to grow as much as uh, we can push it. So if you are listening to this, please pimp us out 
whore yeah. us out, get us <laughs> out there to people. Um, we're going to try to up our, our advertisement game as well um, onto Facebook and other platforms. Uh, Instagram, uh, I'm actually going to create an Instagram here later this week account and you can follow us on there. Uh, and then I'll just be posting kind of random things um, uh, to, to that. So just trying to help grow our ba- brand and uh, hopefully we can really make this thing into something special in 2021. Yes. But with that being said, we're going to get dive deep right into the show. Uh, first, we're going to start off like we always do. Kevin, what the hell have you been playing? So I um, I played more cyberpunk. I didn't put it on the thing. Um, I played about another hour or two of cyberpunk. And uh, as I was playing it, I was just like, you know what? I'm really enjoying my time with this, but I want I want the best experience. Like I want to play through this game and really dive in and really get immersed in everything. So I'm going to wait. Uh, I decided to wait for the patch uh, for the PlayStation five patch, or at least until it, it runs better. Um, it, it, it's fine on PlayStation five. Like it's serviceable. Um, but I, I just want to, it's such, it's a, not what a PS five, how it should be running on a PS five, right? Yeah, not at all. It's and, you're not, you're it's not such getting to a the genre experience. Right, it's a genre-defining game. It's it's a generational, uh, a generation-defining game. I, I believe from what I've played so far, and I just I want to experience it the right way. And I'm a person I do get I do get upset when the game glitches out and gets all the, it 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 breaks the immersion for me. And um, it, I I just I want to experience it in its full. So I'm gonna put that on the back burner, um, and come back to it. Um, but what I have been playing, I've been playing a lot of Warzone. And uh, just a lot of my buddies have been playing and I've been I've been popping on and I've been streaming it. Um, and uh, God, it's it's so fun. But the meta is completely broken right now. Um, and now let the, me let me let me let me let me interject real quick. Yeah, um, I have not touched Warzone since uh, Black Ops Cold War came out. Yes, um, there's a new map now, right? So there is a smaller map. Um, it's called Rebirth Island and it's a small, fast paced style map. Uh, I haven't played a whole lot of matches on it only because it's, oh God, I don't want to say it feels gimmicky. Um, it's just not, the map is not nearly as fun as Verdansk is. And that's saying a lot because Verdansk hasn't changed in ages. Um, there's rumored that in March, there's going to be a, a completely new map that's bigger than Verdansk, um, which is going to be really fun Jesus and shake Christ. things up. Um, but right now there's a gun called the DMR and the thing is unbelievably overpowered right before we jumped on. I literally wiped a team of three guys. They had the high ground on me. I just wiped them with the DMR. It's like, it's, it's unbelievable. It, It just, it's not fun. Um, and there's a new glitch, the stim glitch. Do you remember this Joseph back in the day where you could stim yourself in the gas infinitely and win the game that's back. (laughs) Um, there's a loadout glitch right now. What's the other glitch? Oh, infinite gas nades. You can throw infinite gas nades at people. The game is really in a broken state. Um, and, and there's also a bunch of stuff going on with, you can see the skill levels in your lobby and, and you can, so it's, it's really egregious for streamers. Uh, obviously it's not an issue for me, but like, you know, you're watching Tim, the Tatman and Nick Burks play and they're, they're running into even more, um, hackers. And she and all kinds of stuff just and it's not 
they really need to do some some big time patchwork on this game. Now, um, now there are weapons from Black Ops Cold War in Warzone now, correct? So, yep, they've upgraded. They've updated so all of the weapons from Black Ops are in. Cold Is that War. where the DMR came from? I haven't yes. really, uh, unlocked so, all the weapons of Black Ops yet. Yeah, so the DMR is a weapon in in Cold War, um, and it's it's a it's a semi it's a it's a it's a tactical rifle essentially, um, but it hits so unbelievably hard, and there's like zero recoil on it, so you can hit people like you can challenge snipers from like 150 meters away, and you can just two tap them, two two or three tap Jesus. them, pop pop pop. It, it's just it's Jesus. the gun is it's it's in, it's insane. It was fun for like a day, and and now it's not fun anymore. <laughs> Um, and there's the dual Diamantes and the Mac 10 and the Mac 10 is not that bad. Uh, the dual Diamantes were, they had a nerf. It's, uh, you know, it, it's fine, but the DMR really needs to be nerfed into the ground. It's, it's not fun. Um, you know, but I, I, I had saw this kind of foresaw this coming with, when they said that they were going to integrate things from black ops, cold war into Warzone for modern warfare. I mean, these are two different developing teams that the game is on a completely different engine. Um, yeah. so I, I just foresaw it, when they, when they combine the two, I, I think it's a great idea on paper because you're trying to keep Warzone fresh, uh, to compete with games like Fortnite, but it's just not working out. It seems it's they it's just messy and like we all knew it was going to be messy because warzone's been a mess from the beginning um but i'm you know i'm complaining about it but at the same time like i i'm still jumping in and i'm i'm i am still having fun it's just Mm. the i guess the thing that really sucks is that it has the potential to be like it it has a potential to be the be-all end-all of battle royales like it is it the core gameplay is that good um but with all of the bugs and the glitches and and the and the the meta right now it's not and like it's so frustrating um but i'm going to put warzone aside uh and talk about destiny 2 i've been playing destiny 2 beyond light uh i finished the campaign i really enjoyed it um i'm i'm having a really good time playing destiny on my ps5 it runs like butter I mean, it's I, you just, love it, don't you? It's so good, oh, right? Oh God, it's unbelievable. It's just, it's night and day. It's like playing a completely different game, and uh, I'm still, I'm kind of grinding slowly but surely at the light level. Um, now, I, I, I do have a complaint about PvP, the stasis, <laughs> which is kind of the new, the new darkness, um, yeah. is completely broken. Like, <laughs> like it's just like. I, I love PvP and Destiny, and I can't even stomach playing more than a match or two because you're just getting frozen and fucking hit from across the map, and the meta's really weird right now, and I don't have any of the guns uh, that everyone's using. Yeah, and and I'm not I'm I'm playing like I've I've played a lot of hours of it, but I'm still not at the point where like I'm not at the light I'm not at the the I keep calling it light it's power and hours isn't, isn't it. It's yes. power level. Okay, they changed all that shit from before. It's power level now. So I'm not at the at the recommended power level, like 1250 or whatever the cat, the soft cap is. I haven't even reached a soft cap. So I'm not going to grind for all those weapons 
when I'm going to have to then, you know, put the shards in them and do all that shit to upgrade them. So I'm just kind of like running around doing private events, doing the nightfalls, doing the weeklies, doing the challenges, trying to get that uh, power, power level up, power, power, not light. Um, (laughs) So that's that's kind of where I'm at with that. I'm having a fucking blast. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing like at the end of the night playing an hour or two of destiny on my couch. Like I miss playing games on my couch and my mm. PlayStation five has been able to bring that back to me. Um, and it's, it just, it's great. It's mindless. I can listen to, you know, the remote gaming podcast while I fucking am <laughs> running around. You know what I mean? Playing some destiny. Uh, Cause it's mindless for the most part. Um, I, I can't wait for the, for the update, the cross gen. So or a cross platform update so we can play together um, and get back to our destiny days and get some raids going and, and just have a fucking blast with it. Destiny. It, I know that the hardcore destiny community is not happy with the state of the game right now. And I know a lot of content creators are leaving. I, I get it like, cool. That's not me. I'm having a great time with it. Um, and I'm not, I'm not at that point yet where I'm hardcore, hardcore. So it's, it's not, uh, it's not an issue for me. You know, it's, it's maybe when I get to the end game and I'm grinding super late, I'll be like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm mad about this gun and I'm mad about that. But I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm still just having a great time. Uh, it it plays so well. You know, I think Call of Duty and 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 Destiny are two of the best first person shooters. They just feel so good to play in, my, in very different ways, uh, mind you. Mm. But the guns in Destiny feel so good, man. And with the haptic feedback, uh, they don't have the adaptive adaptive triggers which i'm actually happy about but all the guns feel really good with the uh the way they it vibrates through the the controllers is is really fucking phenomenal so that's kind of what i've been playing uh, i dabbled a little bit with streets of rage 4 on the switch uh played a little bit of that kind of completed the the um not the story but like you know the main kind of i ran through all the levels and i beat it hooray uh played some mario kart with my girlfriend over the break um you know, just just little things like that. I've been I've been gaming a lot, and it's it's been it's been nice when I'm not working. It's it's a really nice release because I'm the the job I'm doing right now is is very physical. So I'm I've lost like seven or eight pounds since I started working <laughs> already. I'm just you know lifting kegs and and running around all day. So it's been it's been really nice to be able to chill. And uh, you know, there's no better pastime than video games. Oh, 100%. Um, you know, I, I have taken a break from Destiny recently. It is my MMO of choice, I guess, if you could call it that. Uh, for those that uh, listen to this podcast know that I was kind of into Shadowlands and World of Warcraft. I fell out of that. I wasn't really uh, having that good of a time with it after grinding so much to catch up to get ready for Shadowlands. It just kind of burned me out on it. So I went back to Destiny Hardcore and I've pretty much done all there is to do in this season with the exception of the new raid. I do plan on doing that sometime before the end of the month. Um, I playing on Xbox uh, and PC. Uh, I'll probably do the raid on my PC uh, just because I have people that I've ran with not necessarily a guild, but I've ran with other people on PC, so I'll probably hit them up. But yeah, Destiny, I'm glad you're having a good time. And you, I, the only reason I wanted to touch on that real quick is you had said, you know, uh, a lot of streamers and things are leaving. I hadn't heard that, but if they are, I don't understand why. Destiny, as someone who has played since Destiny 1 and played pretty much every expansion through Destiny 2, let me tell you, as somebody who's hardcore into Destiny, it is better than it's ever been. And so please go check out Beyond Light. I, I think it's great. And I do too. there's tons tons of new weapons. They've brought a ton of weapons back from Destiny 1, uh, like Hawkmoon and some of the uh, uh, 
weapons like that and um the uh destiny one raid uh god my brain is not working today uh i worked a 24 or a shift last night and i got off at six this morning so i'm kind of out of it but uh what was a <laughs> what was that main raid? vault of glass is coming back yes. at, in in february so um a lot of good content going to destiny if you're a destiny fan uh and been on the fence to come back to that game it is great but i, I have i been recommend playing. as well oh for sure yeah it's, it's a great game i've been playing cyberpunk 2077 and i rolled credits on this two days ago finally nice. and it was just congrats yeah it, it's it's a great game um i've been playing on series x and i have had like I've said before on this podcast, zero of the problems people have been having. I've had a few glitches here and there, but nothing has broken my game. Nothing has in interrupted my experience uh, completing the game. Um, I'm like I said, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to spend too much time on it because I do plan on releasing a full review. Uh, but to give my kind of two cents for Kevin, who has kind of stopped it, I I rolled credits at about 51 hours into this game. And OK, um, most, you know, streamers or not streamers, uh, journalists, when they were reviewing the game, said they beat the game, the campaign in about 25 to 30 hours. Um, but I really did deep dive into a lot of side content. Now, with that being said, there's a ton of side missions that I just did not finish because I was so close. I knew I was to the point of no return, basically, in the story. Right. And it even there's a point where it even tells you that that if there's anything you want to complete, do it now. And um <clears throat> When I got to that point, I was just like, you know what? I, I, I've done. I, I think I've gotten my fill for this game. I want to let's see how this how this you know puppy turns Story out. Story ends, yeah. And uh, I got an ending that I just kind of felt was kind of eh. But mm. with that being said, after I rolled credits on it, I went and I looked up the ending for all of them um on youtube because uh, i do plan on playing a uh, my next playthrough is going to be a uh, um corpo or uh, mm-hmm. no nomad nomad playthrough nomad. is my next one um but i i think i'm like you i think i'm shelving this game i actually uninstalled it for my xbox i'm shelving this game until the patch comes out I, I got my fill from it 51 hours in was good enough for me um yeah. but as far as the endings go there really is no good ending to this game. Interesting. Um, and that's all I'm going to say on it and look forward to the review when I, I'll do spoilers at the end of that review um, towards the end of it um, after I give my takes on all the systems and everything. But it just it just there's only one ending that I think really would be considered a good ending. And even it is not and and it really is kind of i kind of am now seeing where cd project red was taking the story this game is a warning it really is a warning to how technology can corrupt us and mm. um i love it I, I it's a very great game um from a story standpoint i i enjoyed it it did it it didn't blow my socks off the story and writing was not as good as the witcher 3 Unfortunately, I you know opinion. what just from playing uh, just from playing around eight hours, I, I can and I, I played about four hours of, of The Witcher three, maybe a little more. Um, I, I agree with you. I, I, I think I think it's weaker. I think the story is, is yeah. weaker. I do. I do. T- I do, too. And, and what's crazy about that is a lot of people that play and beat Witcher three have never played a Witcher game or really knew that game. And that's that's just how a tell a testament of how good the writing is in the Witcher three is that it's able to take people in and create a world and be good enough and cohesive enough that people don't have to play the other games to really enjoy that story. Um, 
with that being said, you know, a lot of uh, things in the media have, have hyped up Keanu Reeves' performance in this game. And he does a great, he does a great job. There's a part in the later third of the game where you really get to kind of uh, take a deep dive into Johnny Silverhand. And, um, but God, with that it just being sounds said, like a porn star name. Oh, Every for sure. time I hear it, I'm like, that's just a porn star Johnny, name. <laughs> Johnny hey, Silvercock. Johnny <laughs> Silvercock here. Um, but the, I played a male V, and that whole second half of that game, V stills the show. His character and how, and if you make the right dialogue choices and say the right things to certain people, really kind of delve into him as a person and what you're trying to do and and i i don't know who the voice actor was for v but he does a phenomenal job in in really and i think maybe it's because i i picked street kid uh but that the the way he he talks is very uh it fits the character i'm wondering how that's gonna go playing as a nomad and i'm gonna do a corpo playthrough i'm gonna create a female for my corpo run i don't know why just just am uh nomad i'm gonna and i think the reason i i mean there is a reason i'm gonna create a male nomad and if you played the game there's a certain nomad character that it 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 would fit that storyline better um, but that's that's all I'll say on Cyberpunk. You can catch the uh, Remote Gaming Podcast in review of Cyberpunk 2077, hopefully slated to release sometime later this week. Um, Lit. I've also been playing uh, Divinity Original Sin 2. At, because I beat Cyberpunk, I'm going through my backlog now, uh, mainly for t- two reasons. A, I have a huge backlog. And B, there aren't any games out for the Xbox Series X. They're yeah. just third-party games. Um, so I don't have a PS5. I can't play games like Miles Morales or Demon's Souls, which is highly disappointing, but eventually that time will come for me. But in the meantime, I've been going through my backlog. Now, real quick on Divinity Original Sin 2. Uh, this game came out, I think, 20, 2016? I think 2016 or 2017. Um, it is developed by Larian Studios, um, and it is a classic kind of CRPG. Um, I'm playing on PC. This game is also out on all consoles, even Nintendo Switch, and it actually runs really well on Nintendo Switch. Uh, but the reason I got back into this is I am a huge Forgotten Realms fan, and if you play Dungeons & Dragons, you know what Forgotten Realms is. That's basically their 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 lore, their deep dive lore of Dungeons and Dragons. And I've started uh, trying to get back in this book series that's uh, written by author R.A. Salvatore. Follows the character Driss Duerden, who is a dark elf. And that, that's about my nerd rant for this, a few seconds. But the reason I talk about that is it got me into I went ahead and bought Baldur's Gate 3. Mm. Now, Baldur's Gate... Baldur's Gate, for those listening, is a series that was highly popular in the late 90s to early 2000s. Uh, This is also a CRPG. It was originally released only on PC. I think Baldur's Gate 2 came to uh, the OG Xbox. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I think it did. but that that is kind of set in that setting of those those books um, and that that for those forgotten realms and the Dungeons and Dragons universe. And so it really got me into it and I downloaded it and I forgot it released in October. Baldur's Gate three did of last year, but it's a um, early access and oh. it's not the full game. And I was unaware because it's sixty dollars. But we, you you pay for it and you get early access, and then they, they they'll they'll update it as they go. I think the full release is slated to be released this year, uh, but it is a little buggy, need, needs patches, and I just because of that, it plays 
because it's made by Lyrian, it plays just like Divinity Original Sin 2. And so while playing it, I just really got, I was like, I just need to go finish Divinity. And so that's what I'm doing. And I, that's such a fun game. If you love uh, role-playing games, especially RPGs set in high fantasy, uh, like I do, um, I've, I, that is my that is my genre of choice in video games. Anything high fantasy, I'm all about. Um, and, and if you like CRPGs, they're, they're different. They're not made for everybody. It's turn-based. So it's kind of like a, Divinity Original Sin 2 is kind of like Final Fantasy, old school Final Fantasy meets uh, Baldur's Gate because it's a CRPG, but it plays turn-based like those old Final Fantasy games do. Um, we're a lot of fun with that. Uh, so it's a phenomenal game, and if those listening that have played it, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, also, in my backlog, I'm working through Hitman 2. I'm a huge Hitman fan. I've played every game since the PS2 days. And uh, I had not played Hitman 2 and Hitman 2 came out um, two years ago. Well, I guess three years now. It came out in 2018 and, uh, you know, episodic released by IO Interactive. Uh, it's a phenomenal game. The graphics are fucking beautiful in 4K on my Series X. Uh, that first opening beach scene is just it's it's the opening level is a night beach scene with the a full moon overlooking the beach. So mm. you can already imagine how that lighting you see that in real life, you know, how beautiful that can be. And especially you living in Orlando, you know what that looks like. And I do. Um, it's just, it's just a gorgeous game and it's fun. I, I, I did the first level. It's at a race, race, uh, racing event in, in Florida, in Miami. And, Ooh-wee. uh, I, I, I was terrible at it. <laughs> I, I got <laughs> caught so many times trying to complete it. Um, because the cool thing about it, the, the game is can, there ha- has an option that makes it very handholdy that lets you kind of work through, uh, tells you where to go, but I don't like to play that way. I, I, as long as I have the mechanics down, I want to, that's the way the game is meant to be played. You go and figure out how you want to kill these people. And it is, uh, it can be incredibly difficult sometimes um to to because you want it you always want to go for that perfect score you know what i mean oh and, yeah uh, because it's hitman you're you're agent 47 and i'm running around like you know <laughs> the fucking unabomber <laughs> like trying to figure <laughs> things out so uh i would do so hitman is, i'm i'm shitty at stealth games yeah and i knew that's why i wasn't going to talk too much on it because i know you hate stealth games but uh, i don't hate them it's just i'm not i'm not good at them well, I mean, I guess I just I don't have the You want to go in guns sometimes. blazing. Yeah, I just want to fucking shoot everybody in the face. <laughs> Which you can do. You actually right. can do that and complete yeah. the mission. Uh you just got to survive and get out of there. Um I've been playing Sea of Thieves. Like I said, I have a Series X and I've been back on Sea of Thieves. I played the shit out of this. I hit Pirate Legend on PC a couple years ago or about a year ago. And my stepson, we got him a Series S. And so he's been wanting to play that. And he doesn't have anybody to play with. So I've been playing with him. And that's been oh, really, that's really fun, cool. That's really, just, really cool. Just me and him, me and my 11 year old uh, digging up treasure. And we, we fought so a Kraken cool. for the first time. And he was just like, it, it was it was very cool because as a gamer that's gotten older, you kind of miss out on those things. Like, like there, there, there are things now in video games that you, you, you find as a gamer, as a nuisance, right? Like, Oh God damn it. Not again. Like running into the Kraken, for instance, it, it, it right. interrupts your tr- treasure searching and things like that. And he, uh, he was just like, can we fight the Kraken? Can we fight it? Can we fight it? And I was like, you know what? Hell yeah, we can let's, let's do this. And, 
uh, we we sunk. <laughs> we we got destroyed because <laughs> to to fight the kraken and see of thieves, you really need to be in a galleon. Um, but in a sloop, it's very hard. Um, but uh, it it was just cool seeing that childlike innocence of just enjoying a video game for what yeah. it was and not not being hindered by something that was annoying to him. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, You're right. We do so, take a lot of things for granted when we play games. I, I, so, I've realized that in myself too. I'm like, why am I complaining about this thing? Like there's no reason. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like, it was like, that's why they put it in the game. Right. right. <laughs> Fight it. And right. Yeah. It's annoying. And you can sell out of it and get away from it. Um, and that's kind of what you're intended to do. Cause it is very hard to take down. And like, it usually only attacks you when you have, I think there's like a, a random number generator that, uh, it rolls for the, the ship that has a decent amount of treasure on board their ship on that server. So Interesting. It, it kind of is a nuisance because you don't want to lose all your shit um, and sink. So, but from that standpoint, but from his, from his standpoint, it was just, it was just fun. And so I've been having fun on my Xbox and um, working through backlog. As soon as Hitman is done, I have, I bought on sale the other day I've played. I love all the new Tomb Raider games that have come out. Uh, right. You know, Rise of the Tomb Raider is a phenomenal game. It's it's probably the best Indiana Jones game I've ever played outside of Uncharted 3. And uh, it's, uh, which may not be for long. There may actually be a real Indiana Jones mm-hmm. game. You'll find that out coming up soon. Um, but uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, what it, what is it called? Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, I have not played it yet, and I got that for $14. It was on sale, so I went ahead and bought that. So after Hitman, that's what I'm going into next. But that's what I've been playing. Um, please, we would love to hear from you. We want to know what you've been playing. Give us ideas. Let us tell us what games we're missing out on. So feel free to write into remote gaming podcast at gmail.com. Now, with that being said, we're going to switch it over. Usually, this is the point in the podcast where we do the news. Now, since we are a podcast that is going to be coming to you monthly, we are going to do what's called the Remote Gaming Top 10. And what this is, these are the top 10 hottest topics that me and Kevin both feel like need to be shared with the rest of the world. Um, they may, We may miss some things here and there. There may be something that has happened in video games that you feel like we didn't cover. If that's the case, write in. Tell us things that you would like to hear about in the news, things that we need to f- send our focus and attention on. Um, we're, we're not professional journalists. We're just two guys that love video games, and that's why we created this podcast. So we're just going to run through these top 10 segments, kind of quickly, briefly discuss them, and then move on to our main topic. So, Kevin, with that being said, yes. hit us with the RGP top 10, number 10. Number 10. This So this broke um, last night. So it's the Spanish Fortnite streamer. I think it's uh, the Gref G broke an all-time Twitch viewership record. And this is really interesting for a couple reasons. First of all, because he pulled in uh, 2.5 million people. 2.5 million. The closest uh, after him was, I think, was like close to 1 million or something. Like he he absolutely destroyed the previous numbers. Um, and and all of the other the I think the last the next three 
highest, which were all around kind of 1 million uh, uh, concurrent viewers, were all on YouTube. So no one except I think he holds both of the two highest now on Twitch. Um, and Ninjas is 700,000. Uh, he pulled 800,000, I think, another time. And now 2.5 million viewers for his skin collaboration with Fortnite. And this is an interesting story because the Spanish community on Twitch is massive. And it is vastly underrated and often mm-hmm. overlooked. And for sure. this this story for me um, was a was a massive eye opener for a couple reasons um, because obviously I am a white male and am often uh, inundated in a in a white person world, right? Where <laughs> where Not you to, know uh, I don't and I I totally I totally know what you mean when you say that. Uh, yeah, the thing is is and that that. that that not to construe that as racist in any means. It's just <clears throat> there are so many great things that other cultures do that a lot of you know I hate to say it like this, but a lot of white people aren't into, and it's a right. shame. Or don't hear about, or don't it doesn't mm-hmm. get the 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 spotlight that it should. And that's why I want to kind of bring this up is that you know this is something that's incredible. And um, he Gref uh, the Gref G. I, I tuned in to watch some of the stream. Um, fantastic streamer, really. I mean, obviously, I don't speak a lot of Spanish, but uh, personality-wise, uh, setup-wise, everything was just so solid. And 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 hats off to to him. Um, and and massive props to the the Spanish Fortnite community, and obviously just the the Spanish uh, community. Period. A lot of the top um, records that are being broken by uh, by by streamers, both on YouTube and on Twitch. Um, are Spanish speaking. Um, so that just goes to show you that there is a huge community there. They should not be ignored. Pay attention. Um, give them some love. And uh, it really, it's really incredible stuff. I mean, that's that's numbers that literally, like, I don't know. You just, you don't see so, that. Uh, and do you're you not going to see anything know, close. Do you know off the top of your head, what was the cl- closest numbers that have came to that well i'm sure it was something ninja yeah i think involved. it was it was yeah it was i think the closest was like a million or like 1.1 million was the and highest think, since then i think it was the one that he did where he streamed with uh uh what was the it was either an athlete or a rapper that he streamed with that broke a ton of records are you talking about ninja yeah yeah he streamed with drake that's what it was the one with drake i think yep. and that did this this broke that Oh, it, it, it's, I mean, it dwarfed it. Like, lapped it. Lapped yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, That's insane. It's, 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 it's incredible. Like, this is huge numbers, and this is huge for Twitch. Um, this mm-hmm. is huge for the, for the platform. It's obviously huge for Fortnite. Um, I think, I think there's a huge Spanish community uh, that still plays uh, Fortnite religiously. Um, and it's, I mean, it's really, really cool. Like, this is awesome and his skin if you haven't seen it uh look it up it looks it looks pretty dope too um so it's just a good a good all-around feel-good story that you don't get all the time you know what i mean oh yeah i feel like like you 
sorry, you had mentioned, you know, the Spanish community on Twitch. It's not there right now, but for the longest time, there's a mobile battle royale game called Garena Free Fire uh, that I think is only available in uh, South America. Yeah, right. I, it's it's like number 40 or 50 on Twitch right now, but there for a while it was in the top 10 and it's a mobile, mobile, <laughs> mobile. It's a mobile battle royale mobile battle royale <laughs> and it's I, I believe it is only available in south america um and a lot of that community are spanish and and brazilian and south american and 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 it's just kind of <clears throat> cool that other cultures other than america americans can and can enjoy and succeed and thrive on twitch and and so just, just, just a lot, lot of good things happening on Twitch. If you, if you don't watch Twitch, you should. Uh, I love, you know, when I work on an ambulance for twelve hours, I get a lot of downtime, and watching some people record on Twitch is some of the best entertainment I've gotten in years. Same. So, uh, number nine, Mass Effect Legendary Edition is maybe set to release in March. Now, Kevin, have you? Are you a fan of the Mass Effect trilogy? I am. I I played Mass Effect 3. Uh, I played a lot of it. I really liked it, but I haven't played one or two. I've it's been okay, so the Mass Effect remastered trilogy has been rumored for years and mm-hmm. I've been waiting until all of them got a nice little polish up so I could go yep. in and play them because I don't want to pull out my PS3 um, you know, and I don't really want to play them on my PS4 or now PS5. I, I just I wanted to do the due diligence and wait for this, and I'm very very excited that it might be coming. Yep, uh, the Legendary Edition was uh, already confirmed by Bioware, the developer from EA, that uh, they were re- working on a uh, updated edition, remaster, remake to the uh, famed Mass Effect trilogy, Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. Uh, for those that don't know, Mass Effect is a series developed by Bioware. And you hear about Bioware. These are the same guys that gave us the Feld Anthem. Um, but a lot of people yeah. from these games have left and gone on to do bigger and better things. Uh, they are really a shell of their former selves. When when you hear people in the gaming community discuss you know, old school Bioware, they're talking about these three games. These are some of the best RPGs you could ever play. Um, they developed Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, and they were such good games that people wanted more. But when EA pulled that license away from them, um, Bioware was basically, you know what, fuck it, we'll go make our own Star Wars game. And so that's the story behind why Mass Effect became a thing. And holy shit... Um, I, re- I know a lot of people love Halo, but man, Mass Effect is my go-to sci-fi space game. It's just, it, it dwarfs Halo in every sense of the word. Um, there are books in the Mass Effect series, just like there are in the Halo series. And um, the, the only thing Mass uh, Halo, I think, does better than Mass Effect is multiplayer. There really isn't any online multiplayer. Uh, Mass Effect 4 Andromeda came out uh, several years back. Uh, remember that famous uh, controversy surrounding that Kevin yes. with the, the, the art yeah. style and the eyes and the eyes. things oh like that. The eyes were I think hilarious. it was just, just rushed and not good. But man, this is exciting. So news has came out saying that uh, a leaker, um, there's a Twitter user by the name of Ideal Sloth 84 um, People with Eurogamer have verified the source 
And they're saying that the game, they're seeing uh, retailers in Singapore and Indonesia, they're suggesting the game will launch on March 12th. So that's very exciting. That's a, that's that is straight up two months from today. So I'm I'm very excited to get a hold of that. That is that is definitely going to be one that I'm going to play through all three of those games in order straight through. Now, with that being said, two is the the standout three had a terrible ending and one is not, doesn't have the gameplay elements that is, that are as good as mass effect two, but the game, the, the story itself in mass effect one and two is phenomenal. Uh, so that's, yeah. that's really exciting. I'm very excited uh, Kevin, about this number. So this eight. is kind of interesting news. Um, Sony has retired the official kill zone website. So Gorilla was running this website. Sony told them to shut it down. And the reason this is interesting is because obviously Gorilla Games um, is is working on Horizon Forbidden West. But it had also been rumored that they were working on another game at the same time. And a lot of people uh, speculated that this game was going to be another kill zone. With them pulling the website down, a lot of people are now saying that it's almost confirmed they're not working on a new Killzone game. Joseph, do you think Killzone is dead? Or do you think they could be maybe doing a full workup and and putting some fresh makeup and, and a little, you know, a little Botox, get that get that thing up and up and pretty again? I, th- I, th- I think it could be either one of those, um, you know, them pulling a website down completely shows me that they're done with that franchise. I can see where people are getting that information, like why they feel that way. Mm-hmm. But I just think from a standpoint of what Sony tries to do, and we've said it for many episodes, Sony needs a first party, first person shooter and kill zone. Mm-hmm. If, 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 Gorilla was allowed to really kind of go balls to the wall like they did with Horizon and make a really quality first-person shooter story-driven game that can rival Halo and and have multiplayer success. Uh, I really think they that they need that. But I'm wondering if Killzone kind of underperformed. Every Killzone game has uh, somewhat underperformed. Um, and I, I, I wonder if they were like, you know what, we tried it. It's just not working. You guys made Horizon, and that is phenomenal. We want you to 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 stick with that third person action adventure game. And so, I really, I don't want to say it's dead, but I have a feeling it is. I'm wondering if, and we were going to do maybe we might do this next month, uh, get out some 2021 predictions. But mm-hmm. I'm a hundred percent convinced that. The SOCOM IP is something that needs to be revived for Sony. I think it, if they brought it back and, and they did it the way Zipper Interactive did the first three games, it would be something special. And I think given how good Horizon is as a third-person action-adventure game, and given how good they know how to make shooting games with Killzone, because if you've never played a Killzone game, they're they're great. They they do shooting they phenomenally well. It just wasn't something that a lot of people were into. The bad thing about Killzone, it came out 
at a time when Halo was all the rage and Call of Duty was, you know, the main game played on PlayStation games. And so not saying that Xbox 360 gamers did not play uh, Call of Duty games. It was just, you know, Xbox was on or Halo had Xbox and Xbox had Halo and PlayStation played Call of Duty. And that's that's kind of why Killzone never saw the success it did. But I really think that that studio should make a SOCOM game. And I think it'd be great. I agree with you. And that was where I was going to go. You took the words right out of my mouth. I, I think they're going to bring back SOCOM. I think they have to. I, 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 I yeah. really do. And they need a shooter on PlayStation. They need an exclusive shooter. They need something to compete. Not, I mean, you know, it doesn't have to pe- compete directly with Halo, but they need something to be... I don't, I don't know. They need a, they need a niche. They need a shooter niche on the platform. And, and I think the best way to do that would it be to bring back SOCOM. I mean, yeah, it's third person, but you know, I like third person. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know. I'm, I, 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 I know. I'm a little. I'm a little like I, I, when people think shooters, they always think first person, and I'm a big third person uh, shooter guy. I love them. I think. I think they're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think SOCOM needs a revival. I think we're. I definitely think we will see in some capacity some announcement of SOCOM, whether it's Gorilla or not. I think Sony announces. Uh, this year that a SOCOM game is coming. I just, I have that feeling like that, that franchise was too successful on the PS2. Uh, they made a really shitty version of it on the PS4 or PS3 for SOCOM four. And then it's been dead. We, we went a whole generation without seeing that game because they disbanded zipper interactive. Um, and, but I still, that, that the game can thrive if they did it right. And I think Agreed. Gorilla's the studio that does that. Number, where are we at? Excuse me. Seven. seven. Number seven. Uh, EA and Respawn have issued a patch today for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Now, this is a game that came out in 2019. A lot of people felt it got snubbed um, from even being mentioned this year as a game of the year because it missed that window for uh, last or 2019's game of the year ceremony. Uh, so it should have been mentioned and it wasn't. And I, I kind of am one of those people. If you haven't played Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Respawn did a phenomenal job. Um, a team, uh, when I first heard that Respawn was making a third person action adventure Star Wars game, I was like, the guys that did Titanfall and Apex? Really? I, I was not, I was not, uh, I did not have high expectations. And uh, they they delivered. And so now for the Xbox Series S, X, and PS5, uh, this comes to you on, uh, we're going to kind of quote this one a little bit because I'm going to want to read it. This comes to you via IGN, uh, via Matt Perslau. Uh, for Xbox Series X, the only change is the frame rate, which has been increased from 45 FPS to 60 FPS. On Xbox Series X, performance mode now hits 60, and the dynamic resolution on, can scale between 1080 and 1440 on normal mode post-processing has been increased to 4k and the dynamic resolution can range between 1512 and 2160 so that's that's huge news yeah Um, over on ps5 and i'm gonna i'm actually gonna download this after i I think i may do this before i do tomb raider now because i want to i want to see how it runs on series x 
and re-download this. Over on PlayStation 5, the frame rate has been increased from 45 to 60. Unlike the Xbox version, there are no normal slash performance modes. Instead, post-processing is set at 1440, and dynamic scaling has been in favor to lock at a render resolution of 1200. Previously, the game scaled between 810 and 1080. So uh, PS5 is not getting as big of an update as Xbox is, because I really think that on Series X, this thing is going to run at 4K60, and I'm kind of interested to see how it looks. Uh, I had mentioned before that I when I did play this the resolution looked the same just the frame rate was locked at 30 on right. performance mo- or on resolution mode so uh huge news for them um I think that's great it's a great game and kind of breathes new life into these new consoles for that game for people that may have missed it yeah I, I might pop back in and, and finish this I, I never finished it I, I got about same eight- yeah, I, I, you know, it's like a theme. I, I, I swear, I, I, I get like eight hours into shit, and I'm just like, I, I really like this game, and then I just get distracted, and I go play Destiny. Oh, dude, m- me and you are the biggest. We'll play fucking pretty much everything that gets released. Yeah, we won't finish it, but we'll play it. Uh, we'll, well, yeah, I'll fucking, I'll play it. And, and, and I, I really, I liked uh, Jedi Fallen Order. The controls were a little weird for me. I'm like, I'm, we, you know, this. I, anyone who listens knows I'm a weird stickler for controls. I feel like Jedi Fallen Order is a little floaty, and I think that's part of the reason I was, I like died a couple times, and I was like, what the mm-hmm. fuck, you know? I'm like, I'm fucking pressing the buttons, and I was and it, sitting there on my couch, you know. It still is that hand. way. I couldn't played... be me. <laughs> couldn't couldn't be me. You know. It's it still is that way on on Series X. I played on performance mode, but that 60 FPS really helps out the combat. And so I really think once you give this another shot, I think you'll like it. I think so, too. I, I think so, too. I, I And it's it's on my list. It's funny because my I, I don't have a whole lot of room on my PS5. I, I had to download Warzone on there uh, because my girlfriend, Casey, has been playing uh, a lot of Warzone, believe it or not. Um, and she's like, I want to be able to play on the couch. So I, I have some, um, yeah, that's exactly how she sounds, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to play on the I, couch. I, hey, can you download this for me? Um, so <laughs> poor Casey, she's, gonna, she's not she's even here to defend herself. Kill me. She's, she's going to be like, you son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I've got, I got to like move some stuff around on my PS five, but I'll make some room for Jedi Fallen Order. I think. I need another single player game to play when I'm not playing uh, Destiny and Cyberpunk was that game and I'm putting that aside so I need to rotate something back in and this uh, this might be it that and Maneater I want to download Maneater it's free on PlayStation Plus you know the shark game uh, that, so yeah that it's it's free on PlayStation Plus I may hook up my PS4 Pro in the living room just to play this game yeah. I don't know if you can. I think it might just be the PS5 version. I think I saw that. There. What else? What else is there for PS4? It was. Uh, um, it was something else. It's third. Uh, greed. Greed. Um, Greedfall. Oh, Greedfall. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and uh, one of the Tomb Raider games. Yeah, it was. Uh, I. Th- I think. I don't think it. I think it's Rise. I don't think it's Shadow. I think it's of Rise. Tomb Raider. I think it's right. It probably is Shadow of the Empire, and I just wasted fourteen dollars. But <laughs> at least I get to play it on Series X at a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Rate, so. Yeah, it's 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 worth the the upgrade for sure. All right, number six. Sony is developing three movies and seven TV shows based on Sony IP. Fucking why? <laughs> like why? I couldn't tell you. I could not tell you. Sorry, I had to get my dog up on the on the bed. He uh. He was whining. I at thought me. I lost you. I didn't want him to. Bark. I thought I lost no, you. Yeah, boy. sorry. He's. I literally had to step behind. He's now um, digging a place on the bed. Uh, but 
So I, I, I don't know. Three movies and seven TV shows. I mean, this is a lot. And I don't want to beat a dead horse here because I know on the podcast we've talked a lot extensively. I think we did a topic of the show on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like, I don't know. Give, a, give us video I, games. Just give yeah. us more games. Yeah. Like bring all of that creative talent and the stories that you're going to develop um, with these and make it a video game. You know, just, just I that. can't imagine how want. much money this is going to cost to make three movies and seven TV shows. I'm assuming those movies are, uh, well, we already know it's uncharted. I bet it's going to mm-hmm. be God of war. And what, what would be the other one? Do you think? I mean, uh, last of us, horizon? they can make a movie. No, maybe. I mean, yeah, maybe horizon. They could also go, di- they could go another direction and do ratchet and clank. I think that I is could... what it is. I think I read somewhere that there's a ratchet and clank movie being developed. I, I mean, I, I believe it hundred percent. I think that would uh, Ratchet and Clank would, you know, like I can accept a Ratchet and Clank movie, right? It's kind of cartoony and and it would be really good to get like kids into the IP, I think. And a movie is a really good way to parlay people into the video game space, especially something like that. It's very um, Pixar-esque, very, you know, Mm Universal-esque in the sense that like, hey, this is like it's cute and it's this, but it's it's also it's a little adult, right? It appeals to the adults in a way that not not like a shitty, you know, universal way. You know what I mean? Like in like a, in a real, Hey, I can sit down and watch this with my 10 year old. Right. And, and then after that we can go play ratchet and clank, you know? And like, and, and that I'm, I'm more okay with, but like, Oh, for sure. I have faith. I have faith in a Jack and Dax, or excuse me, a, a Ratchet and Clank movie, and a Jack and Daxer, if that's yeah. what they want to do. And these animated Sly Cooper, uh, you know, Crash Bandicoot. Sly. Things I would for love ki- a Sly kids. Cooper movie. Sly Cooper would be really cool. But the, these games that are, are are kind of kitty, they did release a, uh, for the for the Ratchet and Clank reboot that they did for PS4. Do you, did you play that? Yes. Yeah. Very good game. And so I can't good. wait for uh, that's That's like my next hopeful on a PS5 is to play the new Ratchet and Clank that's coming out. Um, but they did do a, a a deep dive kind of like I think it was like a 30, 45 minute animated movie of the, the superhero uh, that is in that game that Ratchet yes. um, kind what of the has to go name? in. And the guy, the I, green I guy. He looked like the tick. That's <laughs> all yeah, I can yeah, think. He looks like um, uh, he looks like Kronk from um, the Emperor's New Groove. Yes, yeah, yeah, he uh, does. The Green tick. Lantern or something. Yeah, <laughs> so weird. Um, they did it. They did do that, and so I, I do have more faith in that. Uh, with that being said, I've been on a really cool Tom Holland kick lately. I think he's a phenomenal up and coming actor. Uh, he and fucking kicks I, ass, I, man. He's so I, good. I, I can't wait to see more from him outside of Spider-Man. And so um, what he can do with his talents, I think he's going to be a good young Nathan Drake. And I think it was smart casting because with him being young, this is a role that he could play for at least three to four movies. And so, um, you know, with that being said, you know, you know what I really want now that they announced a, uh, to sidetrack here, uh, they announced, you know, uh, Deadpool three is going to be R rated and MCU. Mm. We have to we have to get a Ryan Reynolds, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, Deadpool movie. It would, be, would the be the best awesome. thing ever. It'd be the yeah, it would be. best thing ever. Like it gives me it goosebumps because be really those are my good. two favorite superheroes. And just to, to to deep dive into that would be great. But it's seven TV shows. That's what really fucks this up for me. I know. I, I think I think video games are, are almost better. Um, 
I think the stories are almost better told through TV, but uh, for sure, it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah, I, 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 I like. I'm all about expanding lore. Um, I, I, when I heard, I don't really have a lot of faith in the Last of Us show because it's not expanding lore. It's basically going to talk about revolve around Ellie and Joel from everything that I've read, and I'm not really that into that. Um, we have that, and. Unless this builds on the lore of what happens between them from one and two, which I wanted, I wanted more of that. I, I'm hoping we get like some kind of story DLC uh, where you play as Joel in those years leading up fun. to the Last of Us Part Two. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Give me that. But yeah, for sure, give me that over this fucking TV show you're developing. But uh, it's just it's it's the way it goes, right? Like video games are more mainstream now than ever, and that's to be mainstream. They have to be put in mainstream media, which is film. So yeah, you're um, correct. It, it, it it's disheartening as a gamer, but uh, who knows? Maybe that maybe 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 they'll find success. Yeah, I hope they do. Who would be your Kratos in a movie? Who would you cast? Oh God. I don't know. Maybe um, I really think Momoa could do it. I was. I know literally, people are kind of yeah. over him. I think but he could too. I, I really think. I think. I think Dwayne Johnson's too old to start he's that character. Too, he's also he's too big. You need someone who's yeah. that. Like he's. It's. It's. You need someone who looks. I don't. I don't know. Like the Rock is too is a little too beefy. You need someone a little leaner. I and think. Momoa could pull off a, a, a you know, a Greece, uh, someone from ancient Greece. He could play that yeah. part. And so I think so too. Uh, I, I, I want to see like Momoa angry probably. Kratos though. I want to see like, I, I like, just, I want to see half screaming the movie for an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's the Kratos I want to see, man. I want to see angry Kratos where he's like, yeah, just yelling <laughs> <laughs> all the time. I was about to scream, but I'm not going to do it. I was like pulling myself away from the headphones. I was like, don't do it. <laughs> All right. Number five, the video game. Hey, you like destiny, right? I do like destiny. And you like division, right? Somewhat. I love the division. Well, there's a ripoff of it coming called Outriders. It's coming out. <laughs> uh, it was originally scheduled to come out in February of this year. Uh, it, it is being delayed until March 1st is what is being plugged. Uh, for those that don't know, um, the Outriders is an up and coming thirst, third person action adventure, uh, MMO light. Basically, for all intents and purposes, it's a third person destiny. Um, probably more of a ripoff of Warframe, uh, but and I say ripoff. It's it's it has its own unique systems, but it, it's following a game. Game studios do this right. They see the success of one thing and they they want to make their own thing to make it better, and it usually never works out. Um, uh, it is being developed, uh, published by, uh, I think, Square Enix, and it is yeah. being developed by a, comp- a Polish company called People Can Fly. Uh, they're not a very popular studio. They really, I think this is their first true game that they have developed um, outside of, they did a lot of co-developing with uh, Epic Games. They helped out on a lot of Gears of War games, kind of like for the Polish translation of these games. Um but other than that, this is going to be their first real developed game. So I, I because of that alone, and it's published by Square Enix, I don't have much faith in this at all. We saw the what failed in the MMO Lite kind of uh, games as a service of the Avengers game that Square Enix published. 
Rest in peace. I, I don't, because they did publish that, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 100%, that is yep. Square Enix. Yeah, yep. I, I, I don't have much faith in this game at all. I think it's uh, going to be dead on arrival. That placeholder of March 1st is super like, oh, okay, it was going to come out February, but now it's March 1st. I That's that's a placeholder, and it'll get delayed again, 100%. I'm saying this game yeah, will I think get so delayed too. again. There is a demo. What do you, what do you think about this? I, I, I mean, I want it to be good. Um, I, I, I want everything to be good. I don't think it will be, yeah. but there is, they are doing a free demo. I don't know exactly when, but I know I'm pretty sure there's a demo coming out for it, um, that you can play early and it's like the first couple hours and your save will get transferred over so you can try it out and see if it's any good. Um, which is, I don't know whether that means they have faith in the game or they have no faith in the game. It, it could be either. Yeah, I I definitely don't have faith in this game. And there's already things out that exist that probably do it better. Like Division 2, I stopped playing that. Um, but it, Division 2 is a fun game if people want to play that. And I don't... And Warframe, you know what I mean? Warframe... I mean, yeah, has, Warframe is... Whew, I played a little Warframe, too. I forgot to mention that. I've been I've been digging Warframe, man. They... They just keep they just keep doing really cool stuff and it looks beautiful on PS5. And so like this game is obviously going to appeal to those that play games like Destiny, Warframe, Division, right? Most of those players are already invested in that. What what are you going to give me that pulls me away from Destiny? What are you going to give someone that plays Warframe all the time to pull them away from that? What are you going to give someone that plays the Division? Like I just don't see this being a success. I don't either. So, but it is delayed and we shall see Kevin go ahead and give me number four. All right. So Capcom announced that Pragmata is delayed until 2023. It was supposed (laughs) to, it was, it was supposed to launch, I think in, in 2022 and they didn't even really give it a good. No, that it was supposed uh, to come out um, quarter one of this year is what they had originally said. Yeah, so this game this game is in trouble. Um, the, mm, there's something going on here behind the scenes. I'm not really sure what, um, but it, it, it's not it's not pretty. And uh, the game looks like cool, but weird. And, and That's, it's, this is the one with the, like the, the guy that looks like he's from uh, Death Stranding with the cat, Death Stranding. Right? Yes, and there's a and, cat for some reason. Yeah, there's a cat and a girl, and I mean, it's nobody one of knows those, nothing like, about this game. Yeah, and I well, and clearly they don't know anything about this game. Either. <laughs> <laughs> they keep delaying it, so who knows? Like, uh, who knows? Like Liam Neeson, you know, it could be a game about Liam Neeson running around the world. You just you, you trying really to save have his cat no, from space. yeah, trying to say yeah, exactly. And he wakes up at the end, and it's all a dream. So who knows, uh, but that's delayed if you're looking forward to it. Um, I'm sorry, you're going to have to wait another eon. I This this is kind of the, the thing, like, why do companies, you know, that trailer that you saw during the, the PS5 uh, reveal event, that's the only time we've seen this game. It didn't make fucking sense. It was about a minute long, and it said Pragmata, developed by Capcom, PS5 exclusive. What the fuck? Like, that? there's so many what the fucks in the, that sentence I just said in general that why why even i hate when companies if they want to send a teaser fine that's fine but don't put a release date behind it don't say 2021 like when you obviously knew if you're delaying this game till 2023 
A, you should have never said it's coming out to 2021 in the first place. And B, don't say 2023 either. Just say delayed indefinitely. That's what I, I'm not going to give a fuck about this game. Right. Like that's too long. Why do companies feel the need to build up something for that much time? Because like it, it happened with cyberpunk, right? There's so much hype behind yep. it because it was announced six years ago. And, yep. and we're like, Oh, this is going to be fucking badass, And da, 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 da. And then when you, what we get is an unfinished product and people are, are, you know, it is the most, one of the most, uh, black and white games of all time. There's, there's so much going on with that game. That's good, but it has so much hate and vitriol behind it. And it's because the company built too much hype around it. Yeah. They should have, I, th- I, more companies should do what Bethesda did with fallout Four. Hey, we announced it this summer. It's out in the fall and it, they delivered do that. Yep. And yep. I know it's hard I, to, with leakers and things like that, but do something in that. Uh, we don't, there's no need to build up hype. There really isn't. Yeah. But even at like, even if there are rumors that, you know, Oh, CD project reds working on this new kind of cyberpunk game. Like it's a little, it's a little bit like this. It's a little bit like that. You know, they haven't officially announced it yet. So it might be super early in development. And then all of a sudden you see it, and you're like, oh wait, this sh- fuck, this shit's almost done, you know. And then, and then they release it, you know, the next quarter or two quarters away or or whatever it might be. But it's like, why? Like, yes, everyone's gonna leak it. Everyone's gonna know what's going on. Sure, I, I, mm-hmm. sure, right? I get that. But when you release it with a full trailer and all of this stuff, and there are people are speculating on what the game is, less is more. Less is more. When Cyberpunk was doing all these things, they're showing all the systems and the guns and this and that. I'm like, why are you doing this? You're giving away so much of the fun of the game, which is, oh, I picked up this new weapon. Let me equip it. Holy shit, it's got heat-seeking missiles. Fucking cool. You know, like, that was taken away, and that's why I went radio silent on Cyberpunk for such a long time. It's because, like, I don't want to know anything about this game anymore. I just Mm -hmm. want to experience it for the first time while I'm playing it. And, and I think a lot of people got burned by that too. I think CD project red learned a lot of lessons. Um, and we're, we'll jump into, uh, the next, we're, we're talking about CD project red in our next, um, kind of, uh, story here. Number three. Are you ready to go there? Are you done with that one? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Let's, let's move on. This is a juicy one. Uh, so number, and this, I put this in just so we can kind of discuss kind of that whole scenario that's surrounded CD project red, uh, number three investors have sued CD project red over, uh, bungled cyberpunk 2077 launch, um, investors, this happened ha- Merry Christmas CD project, Red. This, this lawsuit was filed on December 25th against CD project red, uh, for claiming, uh, the game's performance ahead of its release, causing a significant stock drop and price loss, um, CD project has tried to uh, fight back and uh, filing it would vigorously defend itself is what they've stated. But um, I just wanted to discuss real quick the whole drama with CD project red. Um, they, they did lie. You know, they said it runs surprisingly well on console on, on last gen and it doesn't excuse me. <coughs> Woo! Sorry. And you. thank you. They said it runs surprisingly well. It didn't. Um, it runs decent on PS5 and Series X, um, but this game, we're, I guarantee we're, we won't be seeing a PS5 or Xbox Series X port of this game until probably 
uh, November of this year, if not 2022. I don't, I think this game has so many problems and they're trying to fix it at the same time with working on story DLC that this, this is, this is a, this is a big thing. And I, I enjoy the game. I love it. I, I think it's very good. I think CD project red still uh, is a master of their craft. Uh, they just missed the mark with this. I think they tried to, when I played on series X, it is the most, visually involved game I've ever seen the most attention to detail in any game I've ever seen. There's just so an abundance of attention to detail. Yeah. And with that being said, the graphics are good, but they're not like you look at a game like red dead redemption and that game runs very well at 30 FPS on, on PS4 and, and Xbox one, even on the, the launch PS4 and launch Xbox one, it runs decent and it looks great. And there's no and it's vibrant. You have, yeah, and it's vibrant. And and when you there when you look at games like that and how long this game had to be developed for, there's no excuse that the game runs the way it does on last gen. There just really is no rhyme or reason for why this game runs the way it does. I don't understand it. I don't understand why they they miss that mark so poorly. Like it is night and day on an Xbox One to Series X from a PS4 to PS5. Yep. And people are like, I've seen so many people. Like, we'll stop playing it on eight year old console. That's not the fucking point. Right. This game released. They released it this, on. It was started to be developed. This, well, this is this. We're playing the PS4 and Xbox one version. We're not playing the series X and PS5 version. Right. We're just playing the game and it runs better on better hardware. And it's like, they should never, they should have just made this next gen only is what they should have done. Because if they would have said, here it is for PS5 and series X and we'll, we'll give we'll continue to update it and make it look better that would have been better than what they've done. And and it's just, it's egregious and it's, it's going to stain this company for a very long time. This, this, this company de- developed something that was by, by for all intents and purposes is considered widely regarded as the best RPG of all time in the Witcher three by many people, by many outlets. And they, to, to de- de- develop this and what they delivered is kind of asinine. And I enjoyed it. It needs to be a lot better. And I, I, for what they promised and that's the problem with hype. And, and I, I think that's, that's, that's just my soapbox on this game. Yeah, I, I agree with you and, and lying to investors. This is just the, the first of many lawsuits to come, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think now seeing all of the, the scuttlebutt about all of these lawsuits, uh, I now know why Sony took it down um, so quickly. Uh, I think it's because they want, to be able to say in court, look, we, we, we're not a part of this. We took it down as soon as we figured out how bad it was. They lied to us too, right? Uh, Sony wants to kind of save their own ass when it comes to a lot of that, uh, I, I think. And it's really, it's a goddamn shame. And I know I, I know we've talked about it before. And it, it, it's one thing to, um, to release a game not in a good state. It's another thing to lie about it. And... It's it sucks because I think the game is really good. Um, I, I think the game is really really good. I it just doesn't perform, yeah. and and that's like that's that should be the easy part. The hard part should be creating a good enticing world, a good game, a good story, good weapons. Like that that stuff is hard, right? But like having the game just run 
that should be easier. I don't know anything for, about game development. For but, a AAA studio, sure. Like, yeah, it, yeah. it should be what what should it shouldn't have been been the state it is. And and I think that um, given with how they treated The Witcher Three, I think this game will. They'll definitely no man's sky this thing, right? Like it'll it'll 100%. find success. Hundred it, percent. Be it's going to be one of the best games of the generation, but it's going to be one of the worst stories of the generation. Yeah, I, I think I, I think once it's all said and done, and they they do update this thing, and and it it it, it, it they give it the DLC, and it, and we get that next gen patch. Uh, this is going to be one of the best games ever made. I think. Yep. I will agree with you. Because there really has never been a, this ambitious of a first person open world game like this. There just hasn't. The story it's telling, the world it's it. It builds the 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 feeling you get as you walk through Night City. Like it, it just it it it's fucking cool, man. It's a really good game. It just doesn't work, you know. And like that, and that's what <laughs> sucks is because I really want to play it. I really want to play it, but I want to play it in its true form. You know, I want the, the Super Saiyan version played. of this game. What they promised. You want to play what they right. promised. Yeah. So, all right, Kev. Number two. I'm excited about this one. Okay, this uh, I'm I'm really excited about this. If you can't tell, I'm smiling. I'm excited for the de- the the people who are developing this. This is insane. Indiana Jones game coming from Bethesda and Lucasfilm Games. And but the developer, the main developer is Machine is Games. Machine Games. The guys so, that make uh uh they they do uh what is it? Um fuck. The Wolfenstein. <laughs> Wolfenstein. So, so this, I'm going to read a little bit from this. This comes from Joe Scrubbles at IGN because this news just broke, um, like probably an hour or two before we got on. So Bethesda tweeted, uh, a new Indiana Jones game with an original story is in development from our studio machine games and will be executive produced by Todd Howard. In collaboration with Lucasfilm Games, it'll be some time before we have more to reveal, but we're excited to share today's news. So I, so Indiana Jones is probably, ooh, I don't know if I want to say it's my favorite IP of all time, but it's definitely top three. I love Same. Indiana Jones. 100%. I love everything about the movies. I, I think they are almost, I think Raiders of the Lost Ark is is quite possibly a perfect film um in in and i think it is the way action movies should be done i just i i'm a fan boy like i love indiana jones mm-hmm. and yep. that's the reason it's why I we love, love uncharted. uncharted so much yep, yep. yes is <laughs> because it's literally that right but to be able like to be able to get an indie game like where you get to play as indiana jones and and I, kill and nazis have the whip and kill some fucking nazis man it's going to be i'm hoping like this and and okay so there's there's two parts here right so bethesda right obviously now owned by microsoft so they are under the 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 microsoft umbrella and the the you know the twitter talking heads are are going all out right is this coming to playstation is it going to be xbox exclusive this that well you know what I'm going to tell you right here and right now, I don't give a fuck if it's on Xbox and I don't have an Xbox. I'm buying an Xbox to play this game. Yep. Like this will sell systems for them. I, I, I believe that. I think um, I think it is that big of an IP. Like it is a Star th- Wars. It's not as big as Star Wars, but the fans are just as crazy about Indiana Jones. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. I, I, I do think this is going to be Xbox exclusive, unfortunately, um, uh, for a lot of gamers. But hell yeah, for Xbox. You know what I mean? They need this. They need this. God Agreed. damn, do they need this. Yep. And if 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 my if, if Phil Spencer doesn't put his fucking dick down and say, this isn't going anywhere but Xbox. Like, this is huge. To have an mm-hmm. IP this big, to be exclusive to Xbox is insane. So now, now here's the thing that it's fickle that I don't that makes me think that this won't be exclusive to Xbox. Yes, Bethesda and Machine Games are developing this, but that new Lucas uh, film that's coming back. This is an IP owned by Lucasfilm. They are going to want to make as much money as they can with this. So I can see it being on PS4. I and this might be we may be in a timed exclusive thing. Right. I, it, it's possible, but regardless, we're like the, an Indiana Jones game is going to be made. And this IP is becoming popular again. Uh, the, there's a, a movie uh, in the make uh, that, well, I think it was delayed, um, but it's supposed to kind of be the ending of Indy's story. And like, you know, I, I, I love Indiana Jones and I know, you know, Island of the Crystal Skull, um, you know, wasn't. It was hokey and a little weird. Um, still Indiana Jones, but it's still a good Indiana Jones film. Yeah, and and it, you know, I I I'm looking forward to the resurgence of indie, and I'm hoping that this is huge for Xbox. Um, I want nothing but the best uh, for that ecosystem. I'm excited to get my hands on on another console, and you know, I just this this needs to be good. That's the other oh, thing. This needs and, to be good. And from everything, all intents and purposes, it sounds like it will be. Um, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see, is this going to be first person? Is this going to be third person? Machine Games is known for their first person games. I think it's funny that Machine Games is developing this, a game, uh, a, a company that has made their success on first person shooters about killing Nazis. And now they're going to make another game about killing Nazis. So uh, I think that, that's I, I honestly think it has to be third person. I think I, it does too to to really fit the 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 look and feel of Indiana Jones. We want to see that leather jacket. We want to see the hat. We want to see him use the bull whip uh, from yeah. a third person's perspective. Uh, the story Woo! story beats that the trailer gives. Um, if you haven't watched this, it's a thirty three second teaser trailer. Um, it revolves around Vatican City and going to Rome, dated in nineteen thirty seven. So this is going to take place uh, a little bit in between um, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And uh, Temple of Doom, I Temple believe. Of Doom. And, so and it, there's a map of the Sistine Chapel on the desk. This is going to be good. This is this is going to be good because uh, the, given what Indiana Jones universe revolves around Nazis trying to, uh, with the exception of the last one was about Russians, but um, uh, the Hitler always wanted to uh, find technology and 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 the occult, and he had a huge interest in it, and so it makes sense given the secrecy that always surrounds the Vatican and uh, the ca- Catholic religion, Catholicism, and things like that. Um, you know. Uh, we've already seen religious themes with most anything Indiana Jones related from uh, yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark to the Ark of the Covenant Doom. with that. And well, and then um, the, the third one, uh, the last crusade involving the, the, uh, the Holy grail. Yes. And so uh, I, who knows what this is going to involve in. I, it's, it's, this is exciting. This is huge news. And from two guys that basically look at Harrison Ford, like our, our, uh, our Superman, this is, yeah. this is going to be really cool. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I, I'm, 
I like words cannot describe how excited I am about this. This is this is like a game announcement. There are a lot of games that I'm like really excited for, but I mean to be able to play as indie, play an Indiana Jones video game again from from Machine Games, like it's yeah, God, it's got to be good. You got you got to nail it, Machine Games. Delay it as long as you need to to make sure this game is fucking good. Yeah, listen to me, Bethesda. Get your polish up and ready, because this this is not a game that can have the, the the Bethesda jank. No, no jank, please. Maybe a little jank, but not a lot. Not a lot of jank. Some charm, but that's about yeah, it. Um, exactly. Our final our final uh, little bullet point here. Number one comes to you. Uh, this kind of was teased in the last one. Uh, Lucasfilm Games is back. Uh, they you know they were around for they. Any Star Wars game you played in the mid '90s to the early 2000s all said Lucasfilm or LucasArts um, is what it was. They were effectively shut down um, following the Disney acquisition of Lucasfilm in 2012. Uh, the IP has been revived. It is not known because most people all all Star Wars games, for all intents and purposes, have been under the EA license for so long. Um, doesn't look like that's going to be the case anymore. I'm sure EA Studios are going to develop a majority. I'm sure Battlefront's still going to be a dice EA game. I'm sure if there's a Fallen Order 2 or something like that, that's still going to be an EA respawn and so on, so on and so forth. But Lucasfilm Games is back. They're publishing uh, the Indiana Jones upcoming game, and uh, it's exciting to have that back. That's a piece of childhood gaming history that's, that's coming back. And for better or for worse, some of those games were really trashy, but... Um, I'm excited. I think that's cool. Yeah, I do too. Uh, and uh, Disney always expanding the Star Wars universe. Um, for better for worse, you know. I I've got a I work with a guy who's a huge, huge, huge Star Wars nerd. Uh, and I asked him, I'm like, you think you think it's getting oversaturated? And he's like, no. He's like, he's like, I love Star Wars. Like, I will watch anything Star Wars. Um, so so I, I thought it was. But, I think so too. And and you really god damn it Kevin you need to watch I got to watch Mando Mandalorian. That that uh, alone that last 20 minutes of that show and actually that that whole season the whole second season really gave me faith in what Disney is doing with this expanded universe of Star Wars. I'm excited for whatever the future of Star Wars holds. Now that we got that those shitty trilogy out of the way and we're done with the Skywalker storyline, let's just build on that universe. Let's just build on Star Wars. And and I think that's what I'm excited for. Not everything has to revolve around those characters. Right. No, I, I completely agree with you. And, and I, I think that that is the most exciting part of all of this is that the, the universe is going to expand and, and we're going to see, okay, Disney's not going to put out anything that is not polished, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be quality in at least that sense of the word. You know, you can we can talk about the the sequels all day, and 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 I don't I don't care for a lot of it, um, but they're polished and they are are they are blockbuster films, right? And and they are high budget, visually stunning. All oh, those movies, the new the new Star Wars movies are visually stunning um and they are they are really interesting pieces of cinema whether you like the way the story goes like the characters whatever that is pretty undeniable and i or yeah undeniable yeah yeah undeniable and and i think the rest of i think the rest of the star wars universe is going to get that same level of care um and i'm i'm just i'm hoping kathleen kennedy can take a little bit of a backseat 
and let the the true Star Wars masterminds, the people who I believe really understand what fans want in the universe, take over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I think uh, you know we may have got oversaturated there for a bit, but I think the future of Star Wars is very, very bright, and uh, especially with things services like Disney Plus, it's it's going to be it's going to be really exciting. So yeah, uh, that wraps up the RGP top ten. Uh, each month we will kind of uh, wrap up the top ten best. Uh, news stories, breaking stories, and things around the video game industry. So we hope you enjoyed that. Um, we're going to switch it over to our main topic now. Uh, Kevin. Yes. 2020, as shitty of a year it was for all intents and purposes, gave us some really, 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 really good video games. Yeah, it did. And I think with this being our first podcast of 2021, we really need to kind of give our two cents on our game of 2020. Uh, We were going to do like Kevin's top five, my top five, but we thought let's just give our game of the year, which uh, me and Kevin's both game of the year is the same game. Mm -hmm. And um, the, and then give like a, an honorable mention, our number two favorite game we played in 2020. So Kevin, why don't you start me off? What was the second best game you played in 2020? So this is something I've been thinking about as we've been recording. And I, I really think that the second best game I played this year was Final Fantasy VII Remake. I think that game is phenomenal. I think... Uh, I think the battle system is really fun. I think the story is is fantastic. Uh, I think the voice acting is really, really good. Um, that game made me feel things, and it is rare that a video game does that to the same extent that it did. Um, like I really liked and loved some of those characters. Um, and and it it just kind of it made a very big impact on me. Um, and I, I saw a full disclosure. I, I, I stopped, uh, with about two hours left in the game, um, because I, I knew I was kind of rounding the corner one day and I, I, I didn't have a lot of time to finish the whole thing. And I, have been saving it for, I don't want to say a special occasion, but kind of a, a time where I really felt like, okay, it now is the right time to finish this story. Um, but that is uh, Ghost of Tsushima is a is an honorable mention. I didn't get to finish that game yet. Um, I'm gonna play it on on PS5 and finish it there because of the 4K 60. Um, that's I want to give that an honorable mention um, because I think that it if I had played more, um, it would have given Final Fantasy VII Remake a good run for its money because I think that game is phenomenal as well. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I also, you know, another kind of honorable mention I'm just going to toss out there is Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, I've talked at length about that game. Uh, it's really fucking good. And, um, yeah, so those are kind of just, uh, just to throw those out there. Um, but I'm going to go, go with Final Fantasy seven remake. Yeah. yeah. It, that's, that's going to be my number two. That's going to be my honorable mention. That's going to be the game that impacted me. Um, the second most this this year it it was such I played it so quickly I mean I finished I, I, I ran through that story so quickly I did the side quests um, I, I did everything I just loved being in that world I loved cloud 
um, and, and Tifa and, and everybody. I just, I loved the entire cast and crew of characters, the world. It was beautiful. I mean, it's a beautiful mm. game. It's gorgeous. Um, they, they really, they took their time. Square Enix, they took their time and they need to take their time with the other parts as well because um, it, it was very clearly a labor of love and something that they wanted to do. Not something that they had to, but um, Nomura put a lot of time and effort into developing this game. And um, I think it should be commended. I really think it should be commended um, because it's, it's, it's not only is the story really good and the combat really good, but the world they built there is phenomenal. And the story beats just work. And, and obviously I'm a kingdom hearts fan and Nomura did that as well. Um, but this is, this is, Final Fantasy VII invoked in me what Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 invoked in me back in the day when I played those games. They pulled on my heartstrings in a very strange, unexplainable, like inexplainable way. Um, and I just, I couldn't put the controller down. Um, so that, that is the game for me. I, I can't wait to play this game. I, I played the original. Um, I, I haven't played like the the like up res like PC port that was on PS4 and things like that. But the original I played through many, many, many years ago is pretty much the really one of the few JRPGs that I like. Final Fantasy is a series uh, like I like Final Fantasy six, seven, nine and 15. Um, no other Final Fantasy really got in to me, which is a shame because I heard 12. The Zodiac Age is really, really good. But uh, the new one coming out kind of strikes my fancy because it's going back to that high fantasy. Um, but right. Final Fantasy seven is such a nostalgic game. I want to play that. I may get it for PS4 eventually and, and play through it when I maybe this summer when I don't have anything to play. Um, but because uh, I, I, I think that game will come to Xbox Series X eventually it, it when, it, yep. when it comes to PC. Uh, well, they haven't and totally announced that it is. They, they've said right. They, they've said it's coming to PC I later think- this year. But I don't. I think, I th- I think they said they haven't closed the window on Xbox yet, and I think when it comes to PC, it'll probably come to Xbox. But uh, and maybe it will. I don't know. But uh, and I'll pick it up then. But uh, yeah, that's, that's a great game. I'm kind of surprised you picked that over Ghost, but I understand why. Um, it it's a really really phenomenal game. Those other games you mentioned, I think, are great. Uh, my my number two game. So. I was trying to think what 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 would have been up there and cyberpunk probably could have been game of the year for me had it not had such a rocky release. I cannot justifiably give that game of the year for what they did to to gamers on PS4. When I look at a game to be my game of the year, it's a game that I like and I enjoyed. But at the same time, if it has that much vitriol and, 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 and shit behind it, and I can't justifiably say that that's the best game of 2020. Sure. Um, I mean, game of 2020 is subjective, of course, but it's game of the year is always going to be subjective to anybody. And I think, you know, you should you should give it to what you think was the best game. And it's up there. But but the way that game ended, I just couldn't really. It's definitely in my honorable mentions. Um, Games like Hades, which is a phenomenal game. I play it on Switch and that's that's a really fun game. Uh, If you haven't done played that, it's kind of like an isometric game. Dark Souls meets Diablo, and it's just really fun. It's challenging. Um, but my number two 
you know, you picked a game that pulled on your nostalgia heartstrings a little bit. Mine also is that is the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater one and two remaster or basically remake. Excuse me. Um, Did you play those? I didn't play it. Did you play Tony Hawk back in the day at all? Oh, of course. I played Tony Hawk 1, 2, and 3 was my favorite, but 1 is the one I probably played the most. I I I mean these games are they're they're perfect. Yep. And I I played I've played every Tony Hawk game that's ever existed. And I I used to grow up I used to be a skater boy and I used to like skate and the whole skate culture and Bucky Lasik is my favorite skater of all time and and just I played through that that whole game with him and just playing it. God, it felt, it just brought it all back and they did such a good job. Uh, Vicarious visions was so true to what Neversoft did back in the day. And, and I can't say enough good things about what they did. And I, I hope and pray we get like a Tony Hawk's pro skater nine developed by Vicarious visions, or if they want to remake three, which I love Tony Hawk's pro skater. Please three, remake a, three, please. It's so I, good. I, I really, I really think they should do three and four next. If they're going to just continue on the remake route and maybe stop there, but I'd love to see them make THPS nine. And it, it, it was very true to the arcadey feel. A lot of people like really love skate as a series. I never got into it. It just felt too, uh, simulated. That's the thing EA does, right? They want to make simulated games, sports right. games with like, with the, you know, PGA tour and, and Madden and NBA live. And those games just never really like the two K series always felt a little bit better in all those sports games. And, and Tony Ox pro skater always to me has felt better. I would play Tony Ox pro skater one on PS one over any skate game. Just, just, just cause of the arcadiness and the fun. It didn't have all the unlockable characters that I wish it would have had. I wish, um, especially me playing on the PS4 version, I wish Spider-Man would have been an unlockable character on that version because of the Spider-Man being in Avengers. I I thought, you know, Spider-Man was an unlockable character in the original THPS2. So I I was kind of surprised given the success of Spider-Man on PS4 that he was not in this game. Mm. But uh, I wish there would have been more unlockable characters. But the ones that are there are great. Uh, Jack Black is basically Officer Dick, and it's hilarious. It's awesome. Um, yeah, he did the the, the mocap for that, and uh, uh, really kind of fits that that character. Um, I can't say enough good things about that. Uh, Tony Ox Pro Skater One and Two Remake uh, was my number two game of twenty twenty. It's on. It's on my. It's on my backlog. It's the game I'm gonna get. I'm gonna play. Um, I, I, God, I love those games. The every time I hear, I hear, da, 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 I just hear the Superman uh, song yeah. in my head. Goldfinger. Um, yeah, it's just God, man. It's the game is so good. Um, and and that's another and, thing too. Uh, the soundtrack was so so true to the original. And then there's some newer songs that are really really good on there. Uh, uh, Zebra Zebra Head. Um, All my friends is is a really good song, and it really kind of it's a new song that was released by Zebra Head, and it's it really fits that skater Tony Hawk gameplay. Yeah, that's awesome. I got I gotta play it. I gotta play it, especially now that you. Uh, it's so good. It's your it's your honorable mention. All right, Joseph. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now I want reached... you to go ahead. We, yeah, we yeah go ahead. Go ahead. Just go go for it. I think I think I don't know if it's going to be a surprise to people. It, it it might be actually that uh, our our game of of the year is The Last of Us Part Two. Mm-hmm. Now, 
We did a three out. Was it three hours? It was close. Spoiler it cast. Was, it was. It was. It close. was it, I mean, it was bumping right up against three hours um, on this. And if you're listening to this, pause and go check out the review um, because we do a massive deep dive into this game, uh, talking everything from combat mechanics to story um, to to visual fidelity, all of that stuff. Um, but I think for me, the reason I had to choose it and, and it was the it was an obvious choice for me um, was because of what the game kind of meant uh, to me playing it and and getting to live in that world again and seeing the risks that Naughty Dog took. And I, I look, I get it. Not everyone likes uh, the store and this and there's problems with that. They 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 said, fuck your feelings. And they said, we're going to take you on a journey that you might not actually want to go on sometimes. You you might not actually want to play this game. And I, I think that is really powerful. Like, there's never been a moment in a video game before where I was playing through a moment that I wanted to put my controller down and not continue. Because what I was doing was so difficult difficult to complete and i didn't know how it was going to end uh and that is that is some powerful powerful shit um and i think the gameplay mechanics grew enough to where it felt fresh with going prone and they added a couple you know little things here and there um, and the duality between playing between Ellie and and um, Jesus Christ, um, Abby, Abby, thank you, Abby, uh, was a really nice change of pace. Even though you don't love playing as Abby, um, and you don't, well, I don't, I didn't care about her as much as I cared about Ellie. I think that they did just enough to change things up so it felt fresh. Mm -hmm. Now, the one critique I have is that I wish the gameplay would evolve just a tad bit more. Um, I, I, I've gone back and played a couple of the chapters uh, since, and and the game is just... its First of all, it's beautiful. Second of all, it can be really punishing. Uh, and mm -hmm. and I, I, I like the player choice that you're able to get. You can get through complete sections without fighting anybody. You know, you can beat the game without killing the dogs. Well, for the most part, right? And except they, one dog, <laughs> except one dog, you have you have to kill one dog. Um, but it it's just Naughty Dog does things <laughs> at a level that like no one else does. They're 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 the Alabama of of the games industry you know what i mean like I, they just I hate Alabama, are better but i get where you're going so do i and, <laughs> it, you know it's like they hold a monopoly they get they get they have such talented developers and they have such a, a solid team um and they 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 do intense quality work 
They do absolute yeah. intense quality work on all this stuff, and it should be it should be applauded and 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 commended. I I think even if you don't like the story, you don't like these things, you can't tell me that looking at The Last of Us, that that Last of Us Part Two, that that game runs on a fucking PlayStation Four, and it looks that good. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like that's incredible. Yeah. And and, and it, hats off to Naughty Dog for creating another really good game um and 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 taking the time and making sure they did it right yeah i i completely agree um for those wondering um this is we're recording this on january 12th yesterday was the national championship for college football so what kevin was alluding to there was the (laughs) was alabama the college football team they won the national championship yesterday uh they yes they're uh, so if you're not a sports fan, Kevin was not talking about Alabama, the, the, the musical the group state. or Alabama, the state. <laughs> yeah. I should <laughs> have given a little more team. context there, I guess. <laughs> Alabama. I mean, they, they play me some mountain music. They're a great band, but I don't get it. Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> um, Sweet home Alabama. <laughs> oh, Skinner. <laughs> but oh, it's a, it is definitely a polarizing game. And the thing about yeah. that game in particular I said it on our spoiler cast. Um, this is a game. This is not your game. This is Naughty Dog's game. And if you like it or not, great. But you can't deny what they were trying to do. Um, people didn't like playing as Abby. I thought it did get a little bit long in the tooth. But I, I, I get why they had to. That they wanted to tell her, and I think it, the little uh, kid's name is Lev. They wanted to tell that story and kind of parallel yeah. the resemblance between uh, Ellie and Joel. Um, the more I relish on this game, the more I really, really appreciate what it did. I, I wasn't completely thrilled with it. It definitely didn't strike me the way that the first one did, but it struck me in a way that was much deeper. And I I really wish people would view it the way that me and you do. Um, we're not trying to sound like art, art house goons or anything like that, but just, just what they were trying to convey and... They they made a game for themselves, which is totally fine. Um, they they didn't. I like that they didn't. You know, be like Disney and 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 jack off Star Wars fans like they did with the last movie. And right, uh, you know, people. I think I think fans were wanting that. I, I don't think they wanted uh, spoilers in five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. They didn't want Joel to die that early in the game. And yeah. I, I, I get it. I think we all knew he was probably going to die. And it was a shock that he died that early. And it was a shock that it was like, oh, shit. Who, who, why? Like, why do I care about Abby? Who is this person? Why are they hunting him? Uh, it's obviously they're probably the Fireflies. Uh, oh, shit. Her dad is the doctor that Joel killed in the first game. And, um, you know. While while Ellie is hell bent on revenge, Abby has been on a revenge path for a lot longer than Ellie has, and had to grow up with that pain and anguish, and and kind of you know I can you you really do you may not like the character, but you you really do understand her motives of reasoning because this happened when Abby was a child, and um, she's basically Joel, you know they tried to kill the second chance daughter that he had, um, you know, Joel's daughter dies in the first game. Abby's father dies. It's the only father she ever had. And, and so you, you have to relate to that character and yeah, you know, from a story standpoint, it is very, very difficult 
to get through some of those moments. There's a there's a part in the game where you are fighting the character that you love and Ellie and I. You know you know what part I'm talking about in the movie theater. Oh yeah, I, that's I the thought part Ellie was going to die. I thought the yeah I thought the game was going to end at that part point. Um, I thought that that it was going to make me kill Ellie and um, doesn't have a good ending. Like in terms of like. It's not uh, a happy ending. Like morally happy ending. Yeah. It's a good ending. It's just not what it's not. It's, it makes you think. Um, I really do hope that this series is done. I, I, I don't want an, I don't want another last of us game after that. I really don't. I don't either. And if we, if we do, I want either one of two things in between Ellie and Joel's story, what happened in those uh, years, those five years or a prequel with, Joel and Tommy when they meet Tess right at the beginning of the pandemic. Mm. Um, That would be cool. And just kind of how Joel became like this ruthless asshole. Yeah. But other than that, I don't, I don't want any more of Ellie's story. Her story is done. I think, I think we got enough of that. The performances, the voice acting, Laura Bailey did a phenomenal job. Uh, There's a reason why she won uh, voice actress of the year or performance of the year. Um, she did so good and uh, everybody to, to, in that, in that, in that game. And, just, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like as for Laura Bailey to beat Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker in performances, that says something. And uh, unfortunately she got a lot of hate and death threats. Um, but yeah, it's, it's our game of the year and that's pretty much all I'm going to say on it. I, 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 there's, I have a love hate relationship with that game. Like I think a lot same. of gamers do, but it's yeah. still the best game I played this year. Hands down. And yeah. So Kevin, Finish it up on on that. Uh, any more closing thoughts on The Last of Us Part Two? Yeah, it's just the best. Um, it's the most polished, best video game I've played all year, and and it it makes you think, and it makes you feel, and it's fun to play, which is important too. Um, and I think that's I think that's what makes a good video game. And, and I'll mm-hmm. go back to that. I Obviously, I like games that make me feel things. I like movies that make me feel things. I'm a very feeling type person. Um, and and both of those... Yeah, I got all the feelings. And and both of those games, they struck a chord with me. Final Fantasy VII and, and The Last of Us um, The Last of Us Part Two. So it was a really good year for video games. A very, very good year for video games. Um, uh, it's... This year is also going to be a great time to be a gamer. Um, I think COVID might might push some things that we don't know yet, um, just because everyone's working remotely and this and that. And uh, after all this cyberpunk debacle, I think uh, developers are going to be like, "Oh shit!" Like we are going to absolutely make sure this game is not broken and you know launches correctly. And I, I think that might have been why big. Pra- pra- yeah, that might have been why Pragmata got delayed to 2023. This they just saw I, I what happened so. to CD Projekt Red. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's going to make a lot of people scared because it's it. What happened with CD Projekt? It's it's unprecedented. Like pulling a game off the PlayStation Store, uh, all of this stuff. I think I think the next year ahead is going to um, to bring us some interesting things that we haven't seen before in the industry. And we're excited to be here um, to help guide you through the next year of video games in this crazy 
weird hobby that we love <laughs> and 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 you know like is always evolving and and ever changing because technology is i think that's one of the coolest things uh, about video games is that it's always fresh and it's always new um and uh if you're listening thank you for being with us this last year um we launched something this has been something we've been talking about for years um and 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 it means a lot that that people do listen and it means a lot that you guys write in so continue to do that uh, you know, follow us on Twitter and and YouTube and 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 Twitch and all the things. Make sure you're you're current. Um, Joseph Scott, you know, he wants to do that cyberpunk episode, which is going to be bomb. If you know anything about Joseph and his in his reviews, he is thorough AF. So it's uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a good year for us. And uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for thanks for listening. A hundred percent what Kevin said, uh, we are excited to take you on this journey next year. We hope that you will continue to support us. Please reach out to us at remote gaming podcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you think about the new changes. Uh, reach out to people, get some new listeners, help us and we will help you and we hope you enjoy and we will see you next month. 